Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture and lifestyle show. We're your hosts, Penny Blackhall and Brittany Bowering. And um, if you like the show, please organise a local parade. Yeah. <laughs> with a full, we want confetti, we'll drop in, we'll yeah. drive there. Oh, definitely. We will flip and drive there. We would be really great on a float. Could you imagine? You can see our smiles from miles away. We have megawatt smiles and huge float potential. <laughs> huge float potential. So how about that? Yeah. Absolutely. How are you, Britt? Oh, I'm doing great. Oh, I know. I'm doing great. I'm Your having face a good time. is so happy for me right now. I I'm smiling pretty wide. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's been a really good uh, you know week, and um, we also I mean we should mention that um, today, this very day, there was a post made on Instagram. <gasps> Um, where a delightful listener. Can we say her name? Yeah. It's Catalina mm-hmm. de Leon. And then I don't know how this, to say the last bit, but she's a designer and she has a really cute Instagram account. She does actually. We should link yeah. it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she said that our podcast is her number one, one. <laughs> favorite. Her favorite podcast. I mean, that's a compliment and a flip and half, I'll tell ya. Uh, honestly, it made my whole day. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I just feel like there's been a couple of people who have posted about the show and I just want to say thanks. Yeah, seriously. You are total puddings. Absolutely. I would eat you for breakfast in the <laughs> cutest possible way. In a cute way, not in like a scary, you know, murderous. Yeah. <laughs> Such a long pause. No, but I, I, know. I also wanted to say, like, me, I haven't seen you since last Monday or something. So yeah. I'm like, oh my lord, it's been so long. You've been to Poland. Oh my god, it has been. It's like it. I was like, it's been a week, but it's been over a week. Mm-hmm. Holy Moses, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So I went to Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first time in Poland. Gosh, that language is interesting. <laughs> it's a lot of consonants, isn't it's it? It's great. It's a, <laughs> It's, it's such an interesting feeling because, you know, I mean, German, you can see some, you can sometimes tell what things are in, uh, you know, Spanish, Italian, French, you can always kind of make things out, you know, cause, cause the English language is very close, but I'm telling you Polish, I mean, you've got nothing to go on. Like you yeah. look at, you know, a menu or a sign or whatever, and there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a delightful time. Um, and the Polish people were so warm and welcoming and understanding of my non-Polish speaking abilities. Uh-huh. It was really nice. Um, I have to say, I would recommend to people to go to a place called Gdansk. Gdansk. Gdankeschön. G'day. Gdansk. Yeah, I've I heard of that one. Yeah. It's yeah. fabulous. It's so, I mean, it's inc- it's incredible. It's beautiful like incredible restaurants. I think Penny's Googling right now. I am. How did you know? Oh my gosh. It's so pretty. It's got the full like pastel appeal. Penny, you would literally die. It has that similar, it, it has a bit of a, um, uh, it has the, <gasps> it's so cute. Yeah. It's I'm so going there. It's so cute. You, ha- you actually really have to go. Um, it was lovely. Hosted a conference. It was super fun. Um, just, yeah, I, I guess it was just all around. Great. Then came back to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to talk more about this, but mm-hmm. I have a logo. <laughs> You're so iconic. It's crazy. I love that. That's so cute. I love it's it adorable. as well. It's bright and pink and yellow. And it's just, <laughs> it's rather Britney. It's completely fully Britney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in our work 
section. Oh, I can't um, wait. Yeah. Oh. Update. Sorry. Mm. Really quick. Go on. Update on 24. Okay, great. Uh, so Jack Bauer mm-hmm. was uh, just recently released from a Japanese prison where he was for two years, obviously. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, Tony's still dead. So that's still super <laughs> sad. Don't know if he's going to come back, you know, from the dead or whatever. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a crazy, crazy time in 24 land as well. I thought mm-hmm. I would just give that update. Okay. How are you, Penny? Oh, I'm so good. Um, I kind of went from having too much time. Um, like I had so much time during COVID and now I have not enough time, which is like just when it rains, it pours, but it's really totally. good. Yeah. Got a couple of really sweet clients. Nice. And I've decided we should petition for another day in the week because, okay, I know we're supposed to want to do a four day work week. Right. And I do want to do a four day work week. Yeah. But it's not enough time. I know. It's not enough time. And I think we need an intermediary day, mm-hmm. which is like, it's not weekend, it's not week, it's just extra. Yes. And you can do with with it whatever you like. And you could, because then what you could do is like, do your supermarket shopping. Yeah. Go get your nails done. And then you'd be all prepped and ready for the weekend. I love that you have literally never gotten your nails done and you pop that into something. Okay. Uh, Excuse me, Brittany. I've never had my nails done in Berlin. Okay. Okay. Um, I I used to get them done all the time in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. Like every week because you wear open toe shoes there pretty much nine months of the year. So Um, so I got my toenails done all the time because yes. I was like, I don't want to have to lean all the way down there. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah. You don't want to have to do that. And my girls, they just really got me, you know, yeah, they yeah. got my need to just lie like a vegetable in the massage chair. It's true. It's super nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yes. I totally agree. So what I'm thinking, my rebuttal Ooh. to that idea, great word, right? Such a great word. Um, is what if we just like expected a little less from our weeks? Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like adjust the expectations. Um, yeah. All I have to say is if you're going to make freelancers work a four-day work week, does that mean we get a bigger day, right? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Correct. Wunderbar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad we've nutted this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have I got here? Oh, you know what, Britt? Tell me. I worked out two times this week. I mean, I don't even know who this girl is sitting in front of me. Yeah, you do. Come on. <laughs> it was only 20 minutes in total. <laughs> so two 10-minuters? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you add but some weights really to the hard. Oh, God, no. I'm not no, ready for that. It's a body, I, body weight thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, I do the ab one and the butt one, mm. and then I do some running on the spot, which is really good. <laughs> I wish so badly that I could see that. That would be so funny to watch. Lift the knees, Penny time. You have, you guys have, no, Penny is like her limbs. I mean, they, they're just, she's very, anyways, let's not talk about I'm that. very flexible. You're extremely flexible. And um, I, this is a problem because so everybody wants to be flexible, but actually when you're very flexible, there's perks and then there's non-perks. Yes. There's ups and downsides. So yeah. like, if I'm sleeping in a bed that isn't exactly flat, mm. my body is just like a puzzle True. that's been thrown onto the floor. So you you like really hard mattresses? Yes. Oh. I mean, once I was like, I could sleep on the floor. And then I tried sleeping on the floor and I was like, oh, no, that's way too hard. <laughs> my bones hurt <laughs> on the ground. I love that you thought that would work, though. That yeah, I like, did. Yeah. I was having such bad back pain. But oh. anyway. Yeah, I've I've got a whole solution. 
I'm I'm really excited about bed tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. So working out, Penny is just, she's working, you're working like over five days a week. You're working out two times a week. Yeah. I might even work out tomorrow. I'm not even (sighs) joking. Whoa. I've got a call at nine and then I'm just going to go straight to that carpet over there, do my, and it's this fun. Okay, here's what, what I want to know. What are we, like YouTube? There's YouTube. this chick called Rebecca Louise. Oh, yeah. It's funny because I know I who feel Rebecca like Louise is. You do? I fucking used to do her workouts ages ago. Oh, yeah. I've stuck with these ones for probably she two do, years. Does she do them out by a pool? Sometimes, a but she also, when she was like in her fledgling years before she became a major fitness influencer, uh-huh. she um, did them like in her really dingy apartment. Right. Okay. And that's why I like her. I was like, you know what? I like that you're yeah. doing this. And um, she's like, Rebecca Louise. Yeah. Right? And she's got some <laughs> potentially big fake titties. <laughs> <laughs> but frankly, I want to know. Like, why not? Does it, I've, someone said to me the other day that it's important to them that their, their exercise workout leaders are a bit annoying. Really? Yeah. Someone said that to me the other day and I was like, interesting. agree. I agree. I want exercise to be shit. I don't want it to be cute and nice. So when I'm finished, I'm like, yes, I really achieved something here. Well, yeah, but what do you mean by annoying? Like irritating? I don't want them to be irritating, Maybe but I want Rebecca, them to. Mm. I want them to be like saying stuff like, make sure your back is straight, make sure you're doing this. You gotta, you know, like get lower, blah blah mm. blah. Those kind of things I definitely need. Honestly, like Rebecca Louise is like, can you feel the burn? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> fuck. As I'm like crying and doing a full sit up. Can I just say, I, I'm sure you're already doing this, but for people out there who aren't, who were like me a few months ago, who do like the quiet working out where you're like not really making sounds, mm. I'm telling you, just go for it. Like oh, yeah. if you're like, if you're struggling, like now I'm just I'm like, like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I'm just like yelling. <laughs> my boyfriend's like, are you okay in there? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just releasing the, Release the energy. tension. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And apparently it's good for breathing as well. Oh. Like just to, cause some people hold like, their breath while they're exercising. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't do that, but I was always very quiet. Yeah. Right. Which is surprising. That's, right? uh, that's, that is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been quiet. I've been like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoon penny comes As I out. do another butt lift or whatever yeah. they call them. Yeah. Anyway, should we crack on? Let's crack on. We just have a lot to catch up on. We do. Work. <laughs> We've got to do something about those openings. I fucking laughed. I, I listened to the last episode and I was laughing so hard every time you yeah. introed it. Yeah. Okay, Hold great. on. Let me try again. Work. <laughs> That's so sexy. Hold on. Okay. Let me try it again. Okay. Work. <laughs> I like that one. I think that one was That good. was the winner. Yeah. Okay. Whack. <laughs> Please don't use that one. We're going to terrify everyone. Um, so I think you should go first. Okay. So here's the thing. I had the pleasure over the past, it was more like, I mean, it spanned over uh, like two weeks, but it, you know, wasn't that much, but I was the client. Sorry. (laughs) Let me just get to it. I was the client for the first time. I actually don't, I don't ever remember being the client. Mm -hmm. I've always worked in client services. So I've never, and oh God, I'll tell you. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. It was, well, first of all, you're working on a fun project because I got um, a designer to help me with my visual identity mm. across, basically across the board, uh, all kind of uh, visuals. Um, 
And uh, so you're working on your own kind of identity and brand stuff. So it's obviously very fun because you're mm. like, oh, I like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I like more of this, more of that, less of this. Um, so you can really dive into it. But honestly, the way that I just, I have to talk about this because I thought it was so it was so fantastic the way that uh, her name is Julia Hartz mm-hmm. um, and she's a f- ridiculous designer. She's so good. And she, she really like made me a part of her process. Oh, so that's nice. It was so good. Like mm. obviously we, we kicked off together in like a little mini workshop, which is super fun. And then she went to work and she uh, used Miro, this digital whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And she basically was like, here's the mirror board I'm going to be working on. That's actually where we did our workshop as well. And she's like, you can pop in whenever you want. You can add little post-its. You can tell me you like this, you don't like this. And you can just literally watch me work if you want. Oh, that's you know? nice. Yeah. yeah. And, but also I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't know if I'd want someone watching me work, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I was yeah. like even more surprised that she did that. Um, then we like checked in after basically every day that she worked and had feedback rounds and iterated. And it was all very clear. You know, it was like, this is how many feedback rounds we're doing. This is how it's going to work. This is everything that's going to be delivered, blah, blah, blah. It was just so brilliant, the entire process. Oh, good. That's so nice. It was great. And it just kind of made me realize like with my own work um, and how I operate with clients, I think I need to make things a little bit more structured yeah, yeah. in general. you know. And I think designers are really good at that, mm. the structure and the keeping things very very straightforward almost, you know, it's somehow, it's like, that's what design almost does, Mm. (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be clear and understandable and and all these things. So it kind of translates, translates to the way that they work, even though they're creative. So I just sort of had this thought, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to like simplify my process a little bit, be a little bit clearer, kind of work with my clients in a little bit of a different way, just Mm. from this one experience that I had. Um, And it was just great. Oh, that's a good idea. I feel like I need to do that as well. Cause like, I know the quality of the work I do is good, but I'm, I'm pretty disorganized. Right. (laughs) Me too though. Me Um, too. And I, and I see that now that I, that I've worked with another person who's very hyper organized. Yeah. So was she working with you on a hundred percent capacity? Like was she working on your stuff every day, all day, every day? Uh, four and a half days. Okay. So I find like as a freelancer, like you, it's so hard to manage different clients. So I've got three Mm -hmm. clients at the moment. Um, and I'm finding, and I found this before, but not so much, but now that everything's remote, like also like you start working with a client, they're like, oh, cool. It seems like you can do all these other things. And so they put more things into your schedule and you're like, okay, yes, I should really think about how to manage these different tasks and how to talk to all these different people. And, and when you're remote as well, like, um, I said this to one of my, uh, colleagues, through one of the, my clients the other day, um, you don't walk into the office and see people. Like you're, I'm on the other end of a computer and yeah. I actually have no idea, do you have an office manager? Do you, you know, like who looks yeah. after this project? What 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 projects are happening at the moment? So it's, very, and I think digital onboarding needs to be, we Much need to think better. about it. And it's great because like every new client you get, you're like, oh, okay, I've, I've learned how to onboard myself better, but also they need to onboard me as well at the same time. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And it's, it's so true. Like this is one thing being, it's one thing being remote. And then it's another thing being a remote consultant, you know, oh, yeah. because you're not like 
they don't think of you in the same way as the, their employees. So they're mm. not going to onboard you in the same way, which is a mistake if mm. you want the consultant to actually do something, you know, pretty powerful for yeah. you. And I'm having the same problem where things are happening and then I don't hear about it. The one thing that I think is interesting and I'm, you know, this is kind of how I'm, well, at least how I started and then now it's gotten a little bit blended, um, you know, in some ways, but is having sort of one day dedicated or two days, like days of the week. Yeah. Like that's Monday what I'm doing now is this well. client, Tuesday yeah. is that client, you know, and it's always the same every week. Mm-hmm. Then they know when they can reach out to you. They know that on Wednesdays you might not respond right away, but you're going to, you know, or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's easier said than done because I do that, but it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting, isn't it? Um, I think like next time I get a new client, which hopefully won't be for a while, um, I'll have a list of things that I know that I need to know. Yes. Um, because yeah, it's just such a different scenario working remotely because, you know, back before COVID, I would just walk into the office and, I'd see things on the walls and I'd see people and we'd have conversations that sometimes lasted like a couple of hours. And then I'd be like, and as we had those conversations, things would uncover organically. Whereas now it's like, we have calls about very specific things that last 30 minutes. And then if you want to know something else, you have to line up another call. And it's like, it's pretty hard actually. I'm surprised. Although I am loving it. I love not commuting. I know. And I haven't worn a bra in months. I'm wondering if I can um, write off sweatpants. (laughs) I've been considering this as well. I feel like maybe, Mm. you know? I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's a business expense. It's definitely working in my business. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, okay, Penny, work. Work. <laughs> um, what do you got for me? So, I mean, like mine's a little bit of a half work, half culture. Love it. Um, but I watched the movie. Uh, it's a documentary called American Factory. It's on Netflix. Have I've you seen, seen this. this one? Okay. Yes. I feel like you and I would have the same reaction to this, which was just nonstop like, ooh, so cute. Like it was so funny. <laughs> Like my heart was warmed, but it was also broken. Totally. Yeah. So uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's a must see. It's a story about a a factory in Ohio. It used to be a GM factory, General Motors. um, And it was closed down because obviously they shipped their operations somewhere else. And then two years later, a Chinese investor spends $500 million um, on buying this factory and turning it into a glass factory. Um, and so he brings in his Chinese team from China and then they hire a bunch of American uh, practitioners or factory workers. Yeah, and these are the people who were laid off from that factory yeah. when it closed. Yeah. So it was like this really great thing that happened to this community. Exactly, yeah. So you have this like nice moment of like, oh, cool, they kind of like some of them got their jobs back, some of them maybe didn't. Mm-hmm. But then you find out things like they used to earn 29 bucks an hour and now they earn 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. Ouch. And also, I mean, it was fascinating because I think from a work perspective, the cultural differences were night and day. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like some of the quotes that I remember off the top of my head, which because I was so funny, 
Amer- uh, so these are all Chinese people talking about Americans in like secret meetings with yeah. um, the other Chinese people. And they were like, Americans have fat fingers. They don't work as fast. And like <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh my God. There were so many moments like that in this so documentary. Cute. Yeah. I was like, you fucking cheeky guys. Yeah. It was so cute. I know that's naughty, but it was funny to me. But then there was this other time when they were having a meeting and they're like, we have to support our, our American colleagues because we're better than them. <laughs> <laughs> and they need to learn our ways. Oh but the, the sad thing is like part of their lifestyle back in China is working seven days a week. Yeah. And like, these, like yeah, like dusk till dawn, dawn till dusk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy how much they work. Yeah. And they, yeah. And they were, that was an, obviously one thing that they were just like, they couldn't believe that people wanted to like go home and on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. It got a little, it got a little awful, right? Like, yeah. I think I didn't watch it the entire thing. Um, not because I didn't really enjoy it. It was something like, it just was, it was long. It was long. Yeah. Mm. But there was this moment where it was like, oh God, like this is really kind of awful the mm. way that like some people were getting fired for no reason, basically. I remember. Yeah. Like, so there was this part in the movie where, um, the American workers oh. are trying to unionize because that yes, would help that them it, to, yeah. Um, basically get better working rights and so on. And apparently the way the Chinese uh, people was were operating was very unsafe. They were just like working really fast and a bit right. willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. So that's where unions can be really helpful. They can enforce like health and safety stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one of the Chinese supervisors was like, um, so I have spies and I know who all the union guys are oh, now. Yeah. They'll never know. And then he points to a photo of him with this American guy, both like thumbs up and he's like, see this guy, he's going to be fired next week. And I was like, oh man. Oh. And I'm not saying, okay. So I think this is a really interesting thing because like China is under a communist regime. Yeah. Yeah. They are under a th- an authoritarian government. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another quote where <laughs> the Chinese people were in training and um, one of the guys was like, you can say anything you want here. Americans have a lot of freedom. You can even make a joke about the president and nothing will happen to you. And I was like, that's oh, yeah, horrifying. That like that's a terrible indictment on where China's at at the moment. Yeah. And so I just thought it was really interesting because it's like I've actually got a client in Hong Kong and they do a lot of work with Chinese customers. And I think we could do ourselves a lot of favours by – learning more techniques around uh, cultural understanding. I just think it's like such a, it's such a undernourished kind of field. Yeah. Um, And when all these Chinese supervisors came in and they were like telling the Americans what to do and so on, there was this big difference between what they think of as efficiency. So there was no, they think of efficiency as working harder and faster um, and I was like, surely there are other ways to be efficient in this business. Yeah. Um, and so I just felt like there were so many cultural barriers that weren't necessarily being bridged in the best possible way. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of all I have to say about that. I mean, yeah, it's a really, it's a super interesting topic because it's like, you know, the way that we're all raised and the way that we learn about work is what we think is right. And normal. And normal. Yeah. And so it's, it's just so interesting when these two worlds collide where people are coming from such different mm. perspectives, mm. you know, and how do we, 
how do we work that out? Like, how do we operate with those two completely different, um, value outlooks and yeah. And value system. It's like fascinating. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I really did have moments of, of thinking to myself, oh yeah, the Americans are kind of like lazy. Cause I got into this mindset of yeah. the Chinese being like, they don't work hard enough. They're yeah. not working fast enough. And the next thing the Americans are like, oh, we want, you know, we want this and we want that. And then I was like, no, it is important for workers to have rights. What am I talking about? I know, right? You know, you get in these funny um, mindsets and I just but felt that's so- that's how easily- yeah. You, you know, you can get into a certain, if someone's telling you something, mm. how quickly you can be like, oh yeah, they are lazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear the other side and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's not, you know, it's like amazing how our brains are exactly. just like, I mean, so, least, yeah. so malleable, malleable. really. Yeah. yeah. There was this beautiful story. Were you watching the movie when, um, there was this big American guy and he invited some of his colleagues to his house and he had a barbecue and he let them fire his gun and they went on the Harley Davidson and there were all these pictures from the day, like he, oh, that's right. He met, had a Thanksgiving gathering. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just the sweetest man. Yeah. Like, actually I have to say, like the characters were dazzlingly adorable, all of yeah. them. Yeah. But this guy, I loved him. I really had a soft spot for him because Here's this all-American dude who owns fucking guns and Harley Davidsons inviting these Chinese fellows over to his house um, and just... Teaching them about America. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he was so grateful that they were teaching him stuff about work. He was so grateful. And I was... And he ended up... Actually, I won't tell you that, but... He, he's just, his character meant a lot to me. I was yeah. like, it's so nice that he opened his doors. Cause I totally. think culturally often it can be easy to be like, oh, well, they wouldn't understand what I'm all about. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend giving it a watch. Yeah. The end. Culture. Brittany, what's happening culturally in your landscape? Well, here's the thing. I've been thinking uh, for the past couple of days a lot about comedy because I haven't been on stage in the last like six months or whatever, how long it's been. So I am going to go back up, but of course I'm terrified and nervous and I'm like... I don't even know what I would, what I'm going to talk about or do. Oh my God. Really? Um, I know. I know. <laughs> it's weird. It's just because it, I'm, it's just one of those things where it's like riding a bike. You haven't been on a bike in a while. You're always, you're like, Ooh, wonder if it'll be wobbly. Probably a little bit True. at first. Mm-hmm. And then you get the hang of it. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to jump back in. But then I thought, you know, a question that I get all the time. And when I was in Poland, these guys, you know, everyone's always very excited that I do stand up comedy because oh, it's yeah. a weird thing. It's a weird thing mm. that I do, you know? So they're always like, Oh, tell me more. And people always ask me who my favorite comedians are. They're like, so who, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because everybody's looking for like a good stand-up comedian, mm. uh, you know, uh, video yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said skit. It's like what my mom <laughs> says. I haven't she's heard like, that for a long she's time. She's like, you're going to do a skit tonight, Brit. <laughs> um, or maybe my dad says that. I don't know. But so I thought I would give a really quick little roundup of a few of my favorite stand-up comedians. Fabulosity. Right. And depending on your taste, I'll kind of give you a little bit of background about what you can look forward to. Um, they all happen to be female. I don't know how that happened, but it just happened. So just, you know, that's just how it is. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch all of the, I'm going to have to look at all of these people up. That's so great. Except for two of them. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) probably most people will know a couple. So first things first, um, if you like, so here's, here are a couple comedians. If you like dry, like really dry Mm -hmm. 
and slightly weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. a bit like it's not the jokes aren't going to be super straightforward all the time. OK, mm-hmm. so a little bit strange. So first of all, Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. she's one of my all time favorite comedians, like all time. I, I uh, remember you telling me that once and I nearly just I'm just going to put her in my in my thing. Yeah. So that, you know, to, to look later. So mm-hmm. Maria is, um, she, she kind of, uh, I mean, first of all, she's just so funny, obviously. Mm. She does a lot of voices because she has herself oh, a really voices. high voice, yes. like a really funny high voice that mm-hmm. she's always had her whole life. And people are always like, that's not your real voice, but it is. Mm-hmm. And so she always kind of plays with that a little bit. Um, she also talks very openly about mental health. Mm-hmm. She's been like committed to the psychiatric ward a couple of times mm-hmm. and she jokes about it and talks about it and like talks about being on medication. And she just makes it like, to me, it's such a beautiful thing because she really brings her world into into her mm. comedy and is Aww. really open and honest. She's fabulous. Anyway, so she's awesome. Then I would say Tig Nataro is someone I love who, Tig. I mean Tig's she's awesome. She's flippin' hilarious. She's so funny. She's less weird maybe, but still has she's very an edge. cool. She's super cool. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Um she's like all over the place. Like if you haven't heard of her, you should definitely look up some stuff and she, she does very, do some weird stuff yeah she has a very laconic way of speaking like she's very sort of like yeah yeah I read this article the other day yeah and she does a good pause she's, she's the queen so of the pause, good at the pause. Yes. you're so right yeah mm. so she's fabulous those two definitely uh-huh. so if you want something a little bit more like fast like witty, sassy, sassy yeah. you know, a little bit something like that. Where like, it's like, like me and Brittany. That's right. You know, just bam, bam, bam. That's right. A joke a second. So a couple of people that I would recommend. Uh, first of all, Ali Wong. Oh, yeah. I mean, most people might know her because she's I'm been sure. on Netflix several times. She's the one who does the the stand up when the she's pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> she was the first, I think, first woman to do that, or at least in you know, in my world. Whatever. She was the first I mean, woman. she. I she's love incredible. Two of her jokes that I love. One of them is about trapping mm-hmm. a, a, what she perceives to be a rich man. Yeah. And then the other one is like having sex with Asian guys and how it's like making love to a dolphin. <laughs> yes. She's like, they're so smooth. And I love the way she's just, yeah, she's flipping great. She's so unapologetic about her opinions and she just, she's just great. She's and also really she great. plays into this stereotype of like, she's, as you may guess, she's, I guess, from China, Hong Kong. Oh God, I God. better not. Let's yeah. Google it real Let's quick. It. But she kind of plays into this. Uh, I think she's Chinese. slightly comedian. Uh, sorry, slightly comedic um, trophy wife. Yes, trope. yes. Yeah, like Even though she's not, because she literally clearly makes so much money. Yeah, oh, Vietnamese, more. Chinese, American. Okay, okay I was halfway go. there. That was I was good. like, Wong that was is good. Chinese. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so she's excellent. She has comedy specials all over the place. She also has like, she just, she did a movie like last year or whatever. Um, call me maybe. Call me call maybe. Me, no, not call me maybe. It's. I have no idea. That, call Sorry. me. It was based on, it's because the, oh, call me the maybe song is, the song. is the call me maybe, but the movie is call me baby. Here, I'll find it. Always be my always be, be my, my maybe. maybe. Oh, that's, that's it. cute. That's it. Yeah. Is it any good though? You know what? I did watch it. I think I watched it on a plane. So you know how you can never tell if a movie's actually good if you watched it on a plane. Yeah. You know, because like you were trapped on a plane. You've got nothing else. There was nothing else there. Yeah. But I mean, I enjoyed it. It takes place I in San Francisco. Like sometimes those um, big comedians do a movie, and I'm like, oh well, that was terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was, terrible. Embarrassing. It yeah, was okay. not terrible at mm-hmm. all. She, mm-hmm. it was a cute story and mm-hmm. it was funny at times. They're all, oh, uh, you know, who, uh, popped in there is, um, 
oh, what's his name? The guy, the 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 movie star that every oh Matrix. What's oh, his name? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves oh, comes in and he plays himself, mm. and it is so good. Yeah, he just makes fun of himself, and it's brilliant. Oh, Angel. Oh, yeah. I love him. Um, okay, so smart. Real, oh, I said also real and sassy. Mm-hmm. So Ali Wong, the next one I would say is Aparna Nancherla. Nancherla, I always say that wrong. Um, yeah. So she is, she's also great. A little, also dry though, mm. quite dry, mm-hmm. um, but also really, really good. She is this very like real, tell it like it is. She talks about the world. She talks about a little bit about politics, but not too much. And mm. she's just fantastic. So great. if you like that really, that's really cool. Okay. Mm. And then a couple more. And then I'll round it up. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Because I feel like I'm going on about this. But, you know, it's always good a couple of recommendations. And you can also look all this up on YouTube and have a good giggle. Have a good giggle. Giggle, Which which is what we all need right now. Oh, absolutely. So, and then the classic, I decided to do the classic UK comedian. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean when I say that, right? It's like, they're very self-deprecating. They just, like, it's hilarious, but you feel bad for them a little bit, but then you're just laughing Mm -hmm. because they're laughing Mm -hmm. or whatever. So super self-deprecating, witty, witty. you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. Aisling B, mm-hmm. have you mm-hmm. heard of her? No, I haven't. So she's really, really good. And actually she's recently in um, a TV show where I was like, is that Aisling B? Oh, she's Irish. Um, yeah, she's Dude. Irish. Yeah. Uh, does it say what TV show she's in recently? Yes. It's a Netflix. Hot six. This Way Up, Living With Yourself, The Fall. Living With Yourself. Okay. Living, Living With, with yourself. yourself. So that's that that um, show. It's a, it's a, I think it's on Netflix, Living With Yourself, where he is cloned. Yes. And he has, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So he's cloned and then he's basically, it's a long story, but anyway, he's living with basically a clone of himself. It's not ailing, ailing a- or aisling. Aisling. I thought it was aisling. Or aisling. Cause Ashling? Irish names, you never, I know it's no, Ashlyn. A- no, no, it's not. It's aisling. Oh, really? Can okay, you get them? Can you a- forget it? B. Sorry. Oh my God. Could you imagine if I was saying it wrong? I think the it's Ashlyn. It's not though. from what I can see here, I but I promise that- it's not. Okay, fine. I've heard her be announced on stage several oh, times. Oh, fine. It's not Ashley, right, fine. but it could be Aisling. Is that what I said? <laughs> That's what it, oh, that yes. is what I said. <laughs> it could be. I mean, it could be. Could be option A or it could be option B. Okay. And then the, ne- the next one uh, is also, she's really, really good. Her name I is love Sarah. This chick. Yeah. Sarah Pascoe. She's on The Guilty Feminist all the time. Yeah. Because she's fucking great. Yeah. She's written some books as well now. Um, you know, my comedian. <laughs> I like the way you delivered that. She's written some books as well. As if it was like <laughs> almost, what a dickhead. She's written some books. Everybody's writing flipping books, Penny. Oh, stop it's it. Crazy. Don't rub it in my face. I mean, it's a bit over the top at this point, but mm. she's written some books. She's on podcasts. I think she also has her own podcast. Um, she is also, so, uh, like one of my one of my comedian friends who I met here and now she does comedy in London and she's just killing it Ugh. is like uh, kind of I mean I don't know if she's friends with Sarah Pascoe but like they've performed together and they like know each other. Oh wow, you should <laughs> give her friend cool. a shout out by the way. You're right, Penny. I should give her a shout out. Helen Bauer. You can also look up her for so Helen Helen's comedy is. So, okay, so it's energetic. It's the most energetic comedy I've ever seen. Oh, boy. You're in stitches, just like laughing constantly. Um, It's definitely self-deprecating, like that classic kind of UK self-deprecating, but also goofy. She talks a lot about her childhood. Like, she's just hysterical. 
We're going to put that in the show notes. They're all in the show notes. I mean, maybe I should put, uh, I'll put links to like a couple of my favorites. That sounds like a lot of work. It's a big commitment, isn't it? But I'm going to do it. (laughs) I always try and undercommit when it comes to the show notes. Thank you so much. That's given me, um, basically, that's what I'm going to do tonight after you leave my house. Yeah. I'm going to giggle myself into a total stitches. Yes. Yeah. So what about you, Pen? Uh, okay, so I know this is not new, but I'm completely obsessed with spies. I am obsessed. Like just spies? Spies, like spy movies, spy okay. podcasts, spy, any spy content. Anything yeah. I can take in, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched Argo, which is a movie with Ben Affleck. He directed it and he was in it. I think I've seen it. I bet you have. And then I also watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy again. Never heard of this. Oh my God, really? Tinker Taylor. Pretty sure it won an Oscar. Spy. It's really good. It's okay. So they're two different, in terms of spy movies, one is like uh, a 12 year old could follow it. Right. The other, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, is like, you've got to. I was actually sitting forward on the couch trying to concentrate and I was looking up. On Wikipedia, like, because I had a feeling I knew what was going on and then I just take it, you know, like, just make sure that I knew. Anyway, sure so it was following. very complicated and okay. I'm still, frankly, not entirely sure I know what's going on. But but it's based on a true story, yeah? Or it is a true story? Well, Argo is based on a true story. I don't know about the other one. Okay. I don't think the other one. But, um, yeah, the Argo story, basically, it's based on a true story um, and essentially um, some American diplomats um, and civil servants were caught in Iran when Iran was having a, it was during the seventies and Iran was in a revolutionary uh, stage of life. Yeah. Um, And some Iranian students stormed the embassy, stormed the American embassy in Tehran and took people hostage. And they ended up being taken hostage for about two years. Oh my God. That's hectic, isn't it? Anyway, so six of these people got away. And so the story focuses around these six people and getting them out of Tehran. Um, And how they do that is they pretend, the CIA pretend that they're making a sci-fi movie. That's right. Um, And I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah, It's all coming back to me. That's how they, and they just fly them right out of the airport because they make them learn, you know, oh, I'm a production designer. This is my experience. They make, they do press conferences. They do trailers. Even though I've told you everything that's, happened it's still a really good watch um but (laughs) it really is like I knew I knew what it was all about beforehand but I uh watched it anyway I really enjoyed it um but also it was funded in part by the CIA oh that's interesting yeah and I think it's really when you watch movies it's really important to sometimes if you're like oh wow they're making Muslims look like real assholes in this movie it might be worth looking into who paid for the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I had this feeling throughout the film, I was kind of like, they really love zooming in on the woman in the burqa, don't they? While she's shouting in the crowd, you know, oh, like the, wow. there was a woman, you know, in every bloody riot scene, there was a woman in a burqa and they were like zooming in on her face. And it that pissed me off a bit. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I downloaded the movie illegally, so nobody profiteered off my audience <laughs> factor. Nice. But, um, yeah, I think it's important to know who funds movies sometimes so you don't internalise, like, the positive messages or the negative messages. Yeah. It's all propaganda, baby. But that is such a good um, tip, though. I think people can, like, that. 
that's something where I'm like, God, I should think about that next time I'm like watching something and I'm like, well, this is very convincing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because like, there's yeah. no, like, that's really the only way to tell what the actual, um, purpose is for this show or this documentary or whatever. It's mm. like to know who made it. Absolutely. And are they a reputable source of just like, are they like a journalist? Are they, yeah. Mm. Can they be trusted? Exactly. Yeah. Are, are they, are they trustworthy? Are they reputable? Um, and do they have an agenda? Exactly. And I think that's important to ask about any kind of media source. So a hundred percent. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I really enjoyed both films. Well, we'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Lifestyle. Why don't you all say, say it in German? Do you know how to say that in German? Liebenschaft. Liebenschaft. What's culture in German? Kultur. Kultur. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. And you then work. V- Arbeit. No idea. Just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. It's Arbeit, I think everyone. It's Lebens- Lebenschaft. Did that's, I say Liebenschaft? That's Lebens- sehr interessant. <laughs> very that means good. Very term. interesting in Deutsch. Look at me go. Gosh, you're basically fluent. I'll yeah. tell you. It's crazy. Um, okay, you go. I'm going to go first because I have, I have, okay. So you know how it's like sometimes it's frowned upon to gossip? Yes. In social circles. Correct. I have the ultimate gossip topic that everybody loves and everybody can relate to. And frankly, I've decided this is my number one Favorite type of gossip. Are you ready? I'm so ready, yeah. So I love stories about bad house guests. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know when someone's like, oh my God, can I just tell you, Penny? Yeah. I had this person staying at my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They clipped their toenails (laughs) and left them on the coffee table. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, bring it. You can even make stuff up. I am here for it. I'm leaning forward. I'm paying attention to every detail. I'm so excited. Because it's the ultimate fascinating, like, how people live. Yeah. It's an insight into human behavior. Yeah. What some people think is okay, what other people's people don't. People's. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, <laughs> there's this philosophical element to it. And sometimes it's genuinely shocking. Shocking. Oh, yeah. Hearing about what people do in other people's houses. It's crazy. Yeah. I am blown away. And then also... The best part of it is that a house guest, there's always an end point, And that is that person yeah. goes back to their own home or they, you know, go somewhere else. So it's a resolvable situation. You yeah. can just listen. You don't need to You can to laugh like, about it because usually it's about over it. or yeah. it's going to be over. You're two absolutely weeks, right. Yeah. Two months, hopefully not two months. But um, do you know time. the saying about house guests and how long you should keep them? No. Something about fish. It's like you should you should keep a you should have a house get guest no longer than a fish would last, which is like three days, which oh. is very short. What's it? What Let do you me mean? Just look what do you mean up. a fish would last in where? Well, like in the fridge. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a goldfish. I'm like, well, they oh, last no, like quite a, long. Let me house guest and fish. Fish and now there we go. Oh okay, no, what quotes. Is it? Here we go. Let's see. I'm excited. Oh yeah, it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. Oh, of course, from Benny. Well, Benny I mean, boy. He has. He was in the White House, though. That's heaps of room. Yeah. Guests like fish begin to smell after three days. <laughs> Amen, sister. That's so true. Three days Benny really F. is like the ultimate, uh, unless it's your family. Yeah, that's yeah. I have I'm to saying say, that. I'm saying that specifically because I know my mom's going to listen, and she's <laughs> come, and she's coming for more than three days, mom. You're welcome to stay as long oh, as you friggin' want to. Family's totally different. Yeah. And also, frankly, if you're a fucking good house guest, you can probably stay for much oh, longer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
Um, I, I'm such a good house guest. It's almost embarrassing. I like one imagine. time I stayed with someone and I, I spent so much money taking them out to dinner that I might as well have just checked myself into the bloody four this seasons. Is what you need to, this is what you need to, like, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. I find myself doing that too, where it's mm-hmm. like you get someone to do you a favor or something or someone and you does overcompensate. And you wait, you just splash out and do it. And then you're like, well, I could have just paid somebody to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So funny. I love that. Yeah. How about you, Britt? What's well, mine's on the same track. I mean, it's about houses, <laughs> homes, houses living. and homes, living, indoor spaces. Indoor spaces. It's all we're doing right now, so. I want to talk about plants, Benny. Yeah. Because I think that there has been a real, like there, like somebody dropped the ball, you know? Nobody knows how to take care of plants anymore. Okay. Oh, right? Me. Like, why do I know how to cook, but I can't keep a plant alive in my house? Babe, I tell you why. Because there's all these flipping different plants and they oh. all have these different needs. And I'm like, you know what? If you're not going to survive on your own with an infrequent water, then you're not meant to be a part of my household. So I hear what you're saying, but then, you know, you order, you you buy some plants and you never really, you know, they're like, oh, need, the, the, you know, they're like, needs water, moderate water levels or whatever. And you're like, what the hell does That's that like for me, that's twice a week. So here's the thing. I've gotten better, by the way. I've realized, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now you have a plant expert in and around your house. Sometimes I do. Yeah. So you know, um, here's the thing. I you're, oh, there's yeah. a couple of things. I've got notes. I've got a couple of points that I think will help people like me who are really just bad with plants. Okay. First great. of all, oh, that's a good. Point. Yeah, I think it's really helpful because if I knew this, I mean, my plants would be in much better shape. They're mm-hmm. not totally dead, but God, I'm, I'm almost lost a few of them. So, firstly, plants don't need to be watered every day. Oh my God, Britt, no. Every day. <laughs> You flip an alpha female. Why did I think they need to be watered every day? I was freaking out. If I missed a day, I was like, oh my God. And then my friend came over and was like, your plants are clearly overwatered. They're drowning. Like like there's water. There was like water coming out of the leaves of my plants because they were just way too much water, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So first of all, plants don't need to be watered every day. Most plants, you can get away with like a one time a week water. Mm -hmm. Most plants. I mean, I know this. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Go on. Guys, I didn't realize this. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. I guess I'm not going to blow anybody's mind. Um, A lot of plants don't like direct sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany having revelations over here. Why do I think that they all want to be directly in the sun? It's just crazy. Mine mine are like fry. They were frying Mm -hmm. in the sun. Okay. So Mm -hmm. don't put them in the sun. I mean, you know, most of them. Um, oh, plants like to be watered from the bottom. So getting these plant pots where they have the thing in the bottom where you can like add water to the bottom and they yeah. suck it up, whatever they need, mm. that's better. Annoying if you want really pretty designer pots, you know, just mm-hmm. saying. Okay, you have to cut the dead leaves off of your plants, okay? Even though you think that that dead leaf might turn around, it might become alive again, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> that t- that. That leaf is dead. All right, leaf. It's not Jesus. Just cut your losses and get rid of them. Okay? Snip it off. Yeah. Um, also, what I thought this was really funny. It's like a cat, you know. So it's like, the, and I read that if you plant, if you change your plant's location, I think if you change it like drastically, you need to like 
ease the plant into the new location. Mm, so you should like bring it in there that. for like, you know, half a day and then bring it, you know, I mean, I think this is more if it's like you're moving a plant from like a really cold place to a really warm place uh, or vice versa. Or like outdoors indoors to indoors. To outdoors. But I also think like sun to not so much sun or whatever. But anyways, you guys, plants, they I thought they were easy plants, no. but they're not. Babe, come on. I Haven't mean, you seen the dead plants in my apartment? It's if they were so easy, I could have done it. But I'm true. getting much better with it now. And also we watch this, I watched this hilarious YouTube video and it was this very strange woman just mm-hmm. talking through what different plants needs. And it was one of those YouTube things that wasn't interesting, but it was strangely compelling. Like right. she was an odd person. So. Okay. Um, Love that. Good presenter. And yeah, I mean, she wasn't a good presenter No, but either. like, yeah. but like, an, yeah, a unique. It was oddly fascinating. Odd, yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically I think the good lesson that she taught me was like, just imagine where did this plant come from in the wild? Is Mm. it a tropical plant? Is it a succulent? Is it a desert plant? Like try and recreate it. How do we find out where the plant (laughs) You just Google it. Yeah. But what if you bought your plant, you Mm -hmm. threw away the little thing that says what it is. Now you have no idea where this plant came from or what it's called. Okay. So succulent, I mean... Okay. I guess you could like Google some pictures and try like to match really it. Like really bright green leaves. Yeah. Are typical, typically like tropical ish. Right. Because they get lots of sun and that makes them less green. Well, tropical isn't a lot of sun. Tropical, tropical oh. is a lot of wetness. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm hopeless. I'll never <laughs> Tropical get means it's in a rainforest, right? So there's right. many layers of canopies. Um, right. Yeah. Of there's canopies no sun, basically. And, yeah. So <laughs> not a lot of sun, heaps of water, dappled like, sunlight. Perfect. All sun. And I'm gonna <laughs> never water it. <laughs> Poor Brittany's plants. I think I'm gonna have to come over, and I am not the person for this job. I know, I but know. I'm gonna have to do but it. Anybody's better than me, <laughs> honestly. Oh, I'm so glad I'm better at you than some. At oh, something. come on! <laughs> Don't even do the splits right now. I can't. My pants are too tight. <laughs> Okay, so one of the things, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. One of the things that's great about watching a show like 24, that is a show that, of course, was, you know, around in the early 2000s, is you get these like random actors popping in that are now famous, but they weren't famous then. It's the best. I love that. Yeah. So like the guy from Harold and Kumar. Oh my God. He's in it. Um, Harold or Kumar? That's a good question. Well, the Chinese one or the Indian one? Indian. <laughs> I didn't even have to say that. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, Kumar. It's totally okay. okay. In, this, okay. <laughs> in this context, it's okay. <laughs> so so uh, Kumar is in uh, in 24 right now, as well as um, this really fun, now I can't think of his name, but anyways, this really funny comedian who, he I think he just plays an extra. And oh, I was just I like, oh that. my God, could you imagine if he's an extra? I don't know yet, right? Because it could he could, his role could develop a little bit more, but I mean, I love this kind of stuff where you recognize actors. It's the best. Also like in Sex and the City, I mean, I haven't watched Mm. that show for years, but like, it's so interesting seeing all the boyfriends. Like Justin Theroux, who was married to Jennifer Aniston was in it twice. He played two different guys. I love when they do that in shows. Like I that. love They're it like, too. They, they won't were remember. Like, they were like, they won't remember. And also, this guy's just so fucking great. Let's yeah. have him on again. He's fun. He'll, I think he, I think he'll play a guy with an erectile dysfunction. Yeah, he played, an, it. Yeah. he played an erectile dysfunction yeah. guy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh man. so good. He had a great mom, though. His mom was awesome. Oh, man. Remember? Great, great moms. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That's what she was like, wanted to stay, keep dating him because she loved his mom. Classic. I miss this gospel. <laughs> I love you and miss you. Aww. Yeah, that's nice. Anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everybody. It's been a real delight. I've had so much fun with this episode. Me too. We've really rattled on. I'll tell you. I'm sweating a little bit, but in like a really nice way. <laughs> You're wearing a woolly jumper. It was a mistake. <laughs> it was a full mistake. Brittany makes mistakes, guys. <laughs> and can't keep plants alive to save her life. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys have a lovely week and... Don't be a dick. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.